Hello, sports fans. I'm Henry Schulman here to host the recap of Game 4 of the Interstate 5 World Series, which is now Northern California's to lose after a 7-6 come-from-behind victory over the Southern Californians at Angel Stadium. The NorCals now have a 3-1 lead in the best of seven Golden Greats World Series, so the SoCals have their work cut out for them. Only six of 46 teams to fall behind 3-1 in a World Series have come back to win. And a comeback is the Game 4 story. Northern California was down 6-4 in the seventh inning when Garrett Cole, trying to rebound from a terrible relief appearance in Game 1, allowed a two-run Ricky Henderson triple to tie the game. Jolton Joe DiMaggio then got Ricky home with a sacrifice fly for a 7-6 lead for the Northerns, and that's where it stayed. And then in what had to be one of the, the great encounters of this series or any series, Dennis Eckersley got the save by striking out Ted Williams to end the game, which I'm sure made Ted Williams extraordinarily pleasant uh, afterwards. Barry Bonds hit his fifth home run of this Interstate 5 series, but he was outdone by Mark McGuire, who hit a pair of homers off Stewart, his former Oakland A's teammate. Henderson also had a two-run homer. That was off Steven Strasburg and had four RBIs on the day. We bring in the genius Northern California manager, Bruce Jenkins, who chose Stewart to start his first game of the series over using Randy Johnson on short rest. And, uh, uh, you know, that uh, the move didn't exactly pay off right there. Um, so what can you tell us about that Stewart start? Uh, it really didn't. Uh, you know, I would have thought that if Stewart was pitching to Mark McGuire at any time that he would have the upper hand. I'd, I just think Stewart was the better man. Uh, McGuire's a hell of a man, but Dave Stewart was at sort of a different caliber. Um, and, well, McGuire lit him up twice, and in the time they, in between those home runs, Stewart uh, walked him. He didn't want any part of him. So that's uh, my obsession with Dave Stewart um, hardly worked out, and it's now vanished, but uh, somehow we still win the game. Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to the to the great offense. I mean, both of these teams, look, I mean, you look at the offenses these teams have, and, and, and you almost hate to be a pitcher looking at these rosters. Um, you know, this is one of those, you know, sometimes pitchers won't uh, watch the other team's batting practice. Certain pitchers over the years would, would do it um, just so they could get a feel for what the, uh, you know, the hitters have. In, th in this one, if I were a pitcher in this series, whether I was Strasburg or Stewart or Walter Johnson or whatever, I'd be cowering in the shower having a beer. Um, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's just tough lineups all the way around. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, if I were at the park in any capacity, I wouldn't miss any moments of, any bat, of either team's batting practice. You mentioned Ted Williams taking his cut, Tony Gwynn, George Brett, all the different approaches, you know, Bonds, <clears throat> just, uh, you know, I've got Jimmy Rollins, who just anybody, Keith Hernandez. Uh, so it's, and here comes Harry Heilman. Let's look at a 400 hitter from 1923. So yeah, it's, it's that sort of a thing. And, and, you know, to say that Stewart, you know, was a disgrace, you, you just can't say that about anybody who doesn't succeed in this series. No. And, you know, Randy Johnson gave up five runs, uh, when he had an 11, nothing lead in, in game one, Garrett Cole, who's a fantastic pitcher, uh, really having his trouble in, in this series. So, uh, yeah, you, you can't hold your head down. And in fact, uh, knowing what offenses you have. Uh, if you just keep the team in the game, and in a way, you know, Dave Stewart did that, you're going to have a chance to to pitch them to a, or help them get to a victory. Um, so uh, we this was our first really game of this series where uh, it was a comeback. I mean, th this has been a series of uh, teams taking the home teams taking, a, you know, an early lead uh, and, uh, you know, just sort of uh, riding it on, on to win. So, uh, you know, th this was a different kind of game. And uh, it started the same way. You had a two-run homer 
by Mark McGuire in the first inning, and then Eddie, Eddie Matthews uh, in the third also hit a two-run homer. It gave the SoCals a 4-1 to one lead, and uh, you know if the games had gone true to form, that might have been it, and SoCal would be uh, marching toward the victory to give them uh, a 2-2 split in the series. Uh, the Northern Californians needed a jolt uh, to get back into the game, uh, and Ricky Henderson gave them that with a two-run homer uh, in the and to cut the lead to 4-3 against Steven Strasburg. Uh, so it was anybody's game at that point. We moved to the bottom of the fifth. Dave Stewart is on the mound. Ted Williams is on first base after a walk. Nothing surprising there. Up steps Mark McGuire, who already has a two-run homer in the game. And here's John Miller to tell us what happened. So here they are again, matched up, these old teammates, Dave Stewart and Big Mac. McGuire already took him deep, a two-run homer in the first inning. In this game, Stewart walked in the next time. Ted Williams at first, 4-3, to three, Southern California leading. And Stu delivers. McGuire blasts one deep into right center field. This has a chance way back there. And long gone. 6-3, to three, Southern California. Second home run of the game for Mark McGuire against Dave Stewart. So now, now it's 4-3 ball game, and this is kind of a slugfest. Uh, and I, I would imagine that as a manager in a 4-3 game uh, this early in, in the game, uh, you have to be a little nervous that uh, this thing could get out of hand. Hey, eh, Bruce? Well, I, I'm totally nervous. I, I'm waiting for, for Ted Williams to explode. I'm, I'm waiting for Ralph Kiner to come off the bench in, in, the, in the 1950s when he was the greatest power hitter in the National League. And and I, I was uh, I was pretty much nervous the whole time, and I know Houston was too. Looking at the top of my order, not to mention some of the guys coming off the bench. So, uh, you know, there are times where Houston and I just sort of marveled at you know the situation that was in front of us. You know, this the bonds coming up there, down four with a chance to hit a slam to tie it, uh, and you know the way this game ended. So uh, that's that was a big part of it. Just just sort of uh, the magnificence of the matchups. Well. Um, speaking of magnificence, watching Ricky Henderson get into that crouch and, and explode on the baseball, uh, the power that he generated uh, was a sight to behold. And the, your team, the Northern Californians, really needed him to do just that. It's the seventh inning now, and uh, Northern California is down six to four. And Houston Mitchell, the manager of the SoCal's, he turned to Garrett Cole, which was a gutsy move because uh, – Cole was not good in game one. He gave up five runs in relief of um, their starter, who was Don Drysdale. Uh, and so a couple of names we haven't really heard in this series so far, Willie McGee and Jimmy Rollins, two great guys from the uh, East Bay. They uh, put runners on first and third. They get on base with singles. Uh, that brings Ricky Henderson to the plate, two on in a two-run game, and John Miller tells us what happened. Two men on, Garrett Cole in a tight spot here, top of the seventh inning, and a 6-4 to four lead for Southern California. Ricky Henderson with lots of speed out there, Willie McGee at second, Jimmy Rollins at first, and of course Ricky is as fast as anybody at the plate. Here's Cole trying to settle in, and he throws. Ricky swings, and he lines one down the right field line. It is a fair ball. It will ricochet all the way into the right field corner. McGee races around third. He'll score easily. Rollins racing around third. He's heading home, and he will score. The throw heading toward third. Henderson in with a slide. Safe. A two-run triple for Ricky Henderson, and that has tied the game at six. All right. It's now a tie game. 
Uh, Joe DiMaggio comes up, and of course, you know, Joe DiMaggio was one of the great contact hitters of all time. All he needed to do was get a ball into the outfield um, and uh, to get Ricky home, and he did. And now it's seven to six NorCal's. And um, at, at that point, you must have been you must have been thrilled because, I mean, there really had not been any kind of shifts in momentum in this game, right? No, there hadn't. And, you know, Joe DiMaggio hadn't <clears throat> done much in the series, but there's something about him that you, you don't just say, well, I'm going to sit you down. I, it's a tough one. Some people, yeah, but I wasn't going to do that. And here he finally comes through with a big sack fly to right. And certainly no surprise that he did that. But it's it just it, I, my team felt a little more complete there. Now we've got the lead. And uh, what are we going to do with it? Well, you're going to hopefully – Pitch it, and you know, I mean, a seven-six lead in this series, as offensive as it had been, you know, wouldn't seem too safe. Uh, so, you turn to Dennis Eckersley, uh, which Tony Larusa did uh, just all the time and with complete faith that he was going to get the job done. Except for that one little game in the World Series in 1988, <laughs> but he was he was on to save the seven-six lead that Joe DiMaggio provided with the sack fly. And, and with two outs in the ninth, we had a matchup that really defines what this series is about. You have one of the game's great closers against the best pure hitter who ever played the game, Ted Williams. Two outs, nobody on, John Miller. Last of the ninth inning, Northern California with a 7-6 lead. And Dennis Eckersley with two down and nobody on, trying to wrap it up here with a two-strike count to Ted Williams. Hey, does anybody remember the name Kurt Gibson? Anybody thinking about history repeating itself here in a big game? Well, Eck, with a two-strike count, trying to make sure that that does not happen. He sets. Eckersley to the plate. And he struck it out swinging. The ball game is over. And Northern California now has a three games to one lead in this series, beating Southern California 7-6 to six, and heading now to Ted Williams' hometown, San Diego for game five tomorrow. And there you have it, a seven to six victory. Uh, Northern Californians have a three-point lead in the series, and uh, this is going to be a tough one for the SoCals to overcome. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling just awfully good about this, knowing that we're going to come back home uh, if we need to uh, for the last six and seven in Oakland and San Francisco. And uh, try not to get uh, sound too cocky with the with the press afterward, you know, because I have so much respect. But to think that Eckersley would strike out Ted Williams, not just get him out, but but strike him out to end the game. I'm just feeling like our team is a little bit overwhelming for them. Yeah. And, and really what you should have done was invited some of the reporters into the room who uh, wrote stories doubting your ability to win this series and just like moon them or something like that. I mean, that that really would be a, a classic managerial move. Uh, but you're too classy for that. Well, they're they're quiet for now. I I, I just hope that continues. Yeah. Well, like you said, uh, game five. Uh, this will be the last game that will be played in Southern California. It's going to shift to Petco Park, and we're also we're shifting now to Ted Williams' hometown. So I'm sure he's going to be he's going to be really up for it. Um, interesting pitching matchup. Um, two of the hardest throwers who ever played the game. You've got game one winner Randy Johnson. He's going to be pitching for the for the series championship for the NorCal's, uh, and he's going to be going on normal rest. So you've managed this uh, very well so far, notwithstanding Dave Stewart getting roughed up a little bit um, in, uh, in in this game. Uh, but uh, you're going to have a Randy Johnson on normal rest, and he's going to go against Game 2 loser Walter Johnson, who's pitching on short rest. And, I mean, that's what pitchers did in 1913. So I don't think you can go into this game assuming – 
that, uh, you know, Walter Johnson, is, his arm is going to fly off just because he's pitching on short rest. I mean, this is really long rest for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, <clears throat> we don't have the off days, which is why pitchers routinely worked on three days rest with the travel day and the World Series. You pitch games one, four, and seven. I'm, I'm kind of keeping that uh, that thought, the two of us managers uh, here that go with the three-man it's 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 two days you know on the calendar but in reality if it were a real world series it would be he'd be working on three days rest we're just going with the three-man rotation thought uh you know to keep that old style which that was the case in world series for a million years and you know a lot of guys did come back on literally on two days rest mickey lowlitz grover cleveland alexander sandy koufax it actually happened quite a bit i think luber debt so uh, we'll, we'll just see how this goes. Okay. And Walter Johnson's era, they used to have two man rotations in the world series. So, uh, this will not be unusual for him. So thank you, uh, again, Bruce Jenkins, the manager of the Northern California team in this golden greats world series. We'll talk to you, uh, after game five, uh, you might have champagne on your head. You might not. So good luck in the game. See you in San Diego, Henry. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Giant Splash or A's Plus podcast so you can hear future recaps from this Golden Greats World Series.